welcome to the Veranda Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm Christine Mills. On the Veranda Entrepreneur Podcast, I feature entrepreneurs while I discuss ways you can grow your business today. Step onto the veranda, get a cup of tea, get comfortable, and let's talk shop. Let's do this. Welcome to the Veranda Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm Christine Mills. Today, I have the pleasure of interviewing Suzanne Boyd who is the owner of The Party Co. Incorporated. The Party Co. is a special event production company that coordinates all aspects of an event to make it a success for the organizer and the guests attending. Types of events she's offered includes corporate events, fundraisers, social events, uh, destination management, and weddings. Welcome to the show, Suzanne. Thank you so much. It's so great to be here. Thank you for having me today. Yeah, I'm I'm happy to have you on. I mean, I'm just looking at all your pictures on your website and all the events you've done. I mean, you you really have a talent and a gift for this. So um, I would just like to know, like, what's the Suzanne Boyd 411? What were you like growing up? Um, where are you from? And what was your career journey to this point? Sure, sure. Um you know, I actually grew up in Brooklyn, New York, um, and I was, you know, my parents were, again, born and raised, born and raised in Brooklyn, although I have Caribbean descent, uh, St. Kitts, St. Lucia, and Jim. So um, they all came over here and uh, went, came to the United States, um, and then my parents were born in uh, New York City, Harlem area, and um, it's great. I mean, I had a great childhood. You know, my dad, you know, he... You know, they both were working parents. I saw them work hard, and they instilled values in me to work hard. Um, my mom's school teacher, dad, accountant, and um, I watched how hard they worked. And just among my friends, you know, like I always um, like to plan and organize. You know, I can't even believe how many pictures that I had growing up. And my sister was like, you know, she never would, I would be the one to document different things and always take photos. And I was a planner back then and making sure things organize and coordinate. But I never wanted to be in the limelight. I always like to be behind the scenes. So I think mm-hmm. that, you know, that's, that's who I was. And, you know, then I fell into, I started uh, working in sales. So that also helped with, you know, being personable and, and listening to um, my clients and working with them. Uh, that, that's fascinating. I'm actually... Um... You know, my parents are Jamaican. I was born in Jamaica, but they chose uh, South Florida. So it's just fascinating, like, the whole migration story of, like, migrating um, uh, to different parts of the country and the world. Uh, What was it like growing up in Brooklyn? I mean, Brooklyn is still one of my favorite places in the world. So what was it like? And it's funny because I was listening to a comedian the other day, and he says, why is it that when people are from Brooklyn, they always have to say, Brooklyn's in the house or, you know, something. But <laughs> I like it's a, it, it was a unique place. And, you know, there were different people that I knew growing up. And, you know, there was one, uh, everybody knows Vanessa Williams, the, uh, the, the singer who actually she went to uh, Syracuse University, which is the school I graduated from. But the other Vanessa Williams, who was in Soul Food and all that, she was a, yeah. friend, she's a friend of mine. And she dated one of my friends. And Sky, you know, a lot of different folks were in bed and, you know, there were a lot of folks that, you know, did well from Brooklyn for some reason, you know. So it's like, it's, I just feel like it's a magical place. You know? Yeah, 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 that what is. Jo- it what is. did Jay-Z say, concrete jungle? You know, I mean, that's yeah. where New York is and Brooklyn. So it was it was just fun, you know. Yeah, yeah. 
I can imagine. Yeah, I mean, so you were always, like, planning things from when you were younger. Um, so what was, like, your favorite thing to plan when you were younger? I always was the one that if it was someone that was having an event or a party, the one organizing. I mean, I practically uh, organized my own wedding, you know. So oh. I um, I was living at the time in Houston and, and had got married in um, New York City. And, you know, I remember just buying all the little, you know, doodads and decor and, you know, and all this kind of stuff. That's even before I was in the event business because at the time I was working in um, – radio so I mentioned I had I was in sales and I did a lot of um you know I worked from uh with radio stations and and I was on the account exec side so I sold airtime I okay. worked direct TV um so I always had that kind of salesy and the event side so um I like to just kind of organize my own friends and family type I always um rely on me to be there on on time and 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 do that kind of work but then it really is what took me to the event side after being in sales for so long with Oprah. You know, that's when Oprah had her show and she was telling everyone to, you know, to find out what, you know, what you want to do and live your best life and, 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 and to find out what, um, you know, what profession and passion that you had. If you would do, if you weren't making any money, what would you want to do? And I was thinking to myself, you know, because at the time I was living in Los Angeles, California, and I said, you know, I really would like to start my own company. And, you know, I started, you know, started then gathering information. I was working at uh, DirecTV and they had events and I would look at the vendors. I was copying down the names and organizing contacts. And, you know, I'd see a rental truck go by. I'd write that name down. I, you know, I find out about the best caterers and chefs. And, you know, so I just started kind of planting, you know, and, and, and positioning myself to, start my company and that's what I did. I started my company in Los Angeles, California. Okay. So I, I wanna um go into that part because I know that some listeners are listening to this podcast and they may have that itch, you know, they're at work and they want to start their own company and they don't know the first steps to take and then eventually mm-hmm. you make a leap, right? So mm-hmm. um you were saying that the your first steps were a lot of, was a lot of research and being aware of what's going on, um, how was it to make that leap from DirecTV to this is what I do full-time? Right, correct. So I was still working at DirecTV, and I was, um, when I got my first couple of events, um, I actually went out. um, I didn't know what I was doing. I went to the client, (laughs) and um, I'm trying to think of how it could have just been cold calling that I was just out, you know, circulating and, um, or someone may have referred me, and I went to her house, and I didn't know the first thing about events. I couldn't even believe I walked out of there with a check in my hand. Um, <laughs> so the first thing I did, I contacted, I made contact with an event um, guy, uh, an event company, and he was so nice, Francesco. I never forget he worked for a company that uh, used to serve uh, DirecTV. And he, um, I asked him to help me with this event, and I was very savvy, though, because I remember telling him that I didn't want to have any of his business cards or anything like that, no T-shirts, nothing that said the name of this company. And I wanted to make sure I had my own, you know, I was in control of the event. And, you know, of course, it went off with without a hitch, but he did it. You know, his company did everything. They were like my back office. So I worked with them for a while. And then you start like, you know, I started getting events for the city. I went and, went and got my paperwork. I found out what necessary paperwork that you needed to have to run your business. 
um, looking it up and, you know, finding out that I needed to have certain, um, you know, licensing and, and, and just different state documents for tax purposes mostly. And I actually had to, the first name I had was called Parties to Go. And that name was, you know, someone already had the name, so they sent me a letter, you know, from an attorney saying to cease and desist, you oh know, this God. name. And uh, so then that's how the the party company was formed. And I actually like the party company better, so I was very happy about that. But sometimes you just have to go for it, and then you start talking to other people. And they're very people, I mean, most people in in, in your industry, in whatever industry, they want to give you help. They want to, um, you know, see you succeed. Now, you know, you, you don't ask them too much. I used to ask a little bit here, a little bit there. Um, but then I started realizing that the guy that I was helping me, I realized how much the markup he was doing on, my, on the items. And then I thought wow. to myself, wait a second, I could do this on my own. I can get my own. And it was really interesting because he would do little things that would just um, wow, the wow factor. I don't care if it was a voltage candle, a little candle he put down. He would take rose petals and put it around these candles and, little decor tips that any of us could do, but it was just something that set himself aside from somebody else. Right. And that's how I started learning, wait a second, I got to start making my, my own self unique and coming up with what is the brand that I want to create for Suzanne Boyd, the party company. So that's what I started to do. And it's just asking questions and late nights because I had two small children at home and I was working late night. And I would, I would, put my mouth and my, you know, tell them to shh when I had a call or I had to step outside. I mean, it was crazy. So, you know, uh, you know, now we have mute on our phones. I don't know if we had mute back then because, you know, I was just, that was back in the day, you know, so they're luxuries we have now. <laughs> yeah. And then also too, like you were very resourceful because, um, you know, technology has changed so much that you oh, could just yeah. Google, how do you start a party supply company or a party event planning company? Back then, you had to look at the names of people who were coming to events, jot down their name, you know, look them up. Oh, my gosh. You don't know how easy it is right now. It is easy to start a business. I'm telling you what I had to do and go through. And, um, and it was, but it was fun. It was great. You know, and, and living in, sometimes living in California, in L.A., you didn't know who you were doing parties for because sometimes you deal with the assistants and, you know, their PR people. And sometimes, I never forget, I showed up at the house and, um, and it was Al Pacino, and it was a party I did for his twins. Um, and I, you know, his twins at, at this, you know, at this uh, somebody else's house. I think it was. Well, I think he he what may not have been married, but it could have been the mother of his children. And I, you know, did an event for them, and I didn't even know it. You know that it was these celebrities, so that was fun. You know, just trying to see who it is that you're doing uh, a job for. You know, a lot of you know directors, producers, and all these different people, and. My most, um, the top, you know, biggest client that I, I did a couple of events for was uh, Will Smith. So that was really great, you know, working with him wow. and his team of people. So it was great. What was that like? You know, it was amazing because um, it was during the time that um, Jada had just did the uh, the Matrix movie. So the son, his son, uh, Jaden, wanted to have uh, a theme, a, a Matrix theme. So that was a lot of fun, you know, putting that together and planning. And I remember, you know, on the edge of my seat, like, oh, wow, you know, am I going to get the job and get the job? And then when it came through, I remember I was on vacation and, you know, I had all my friends around. They were like, oh, cheering and, you know, really, really excited, at, you know, that I had that opportunity. And then uh, 
And then I did something else. I came at another time and I did um, something else. And it's funny because the son was when he did uh, The Pursuit of Happiness, that film. And yes. he helped with, um, it was the launch kind of, um, it was like a PR event that involved, I remember them getting uh, interviewed with Ebony Magazine. And it was kind of like more of a PR type event with him and the son again. Um, so that was kind of fun. So it was That great. is really cool. So, oh, like, yeah. it was. Do you think that um, just doing your business, you're amazing, and your talent, you know, showed for itself, and, you know, I'm sure people sought you out after a while, but do you think being in California helped as well, um, as opposed to someone who might be in a small town, or do you think it doesn't matter? I don't think it matters. I think that what you have to do as a planner, I always had a plan A, B, and C. So if the first thing didn't work, you have to sometimes always have resources to make it work. Whether it's in a small town, that'll set yourself apart from everyone else. So you have to do your job and do it well. And make sure when that client, when they, when you leave that client, that they are satisfied. And you always try to have like one or two wow factors whenever you are throwing it, whether it is something amazing that you're doing with the food or something with the decor, um, or some type of entertainment, you want to let them always have a wow factor when they're leaving so that the, the clients and customers and their guests will always, you know, wondering, well, who did that? What were they, you know, something you can lay hat on, you know, and right. say that that is something that I am known for. Or, you know, and sometimes it is. It's just little details when you're asking questions to the client and you're trying to find out what is it that they are, that they, they excite them. What is it that they want to have their guests to walk away from? You know, and that's where you have to decide. And also you have to work with their budget, you know, and see what their budget, you know, because there's all, you know, you always want to have three different plans, too. I I don't do that as much, but sometimes I I really get deep down now and I know how to pull what their budget is truly. But sometimes you have to start off and give them one budget to a second plan B and a C and see where they fit. And no, most of the time they're going to take the more expensive one anyway, but you know, you want to give them an opportunity to, you know, to to give them choices and selections. Yeah, yeah. And um, so, like, I'm, I'm just amazed by this. What's one of your favorite events you've done? Uh, I know that weddings, I'm just thinking on the outside, like, weddings must be very difficult because, I mean, the bride is, like, very stressed out and everything has to be perfect. And hopefully it's the only time they're getting married. But what is your favorite type of event to do? Hey, it's Christine. Before you hear what Suzanne's favorite event to do, I just want you to take a minute to subscribe to this podcast, the Veranda Entrepreneur Podcast. I will really appreciate it. It really helps other people discover the podcast. And also while you're at it, just leave a review of what you think of the podcast. It's a really great feedback. Also, you can also find more information of all my podcasts at theverandaentrepreneur.com, as well as my books at christinemills.net. Back to the podcast. Oh, I know. I mean, I do. I do love weddings. I mean, who doesn't love weddings? I mean, they're just so wonderful. And although I don't just do weddings, I do, you know, corporate, corporate as well as nonprofit clients that I work with, but one of my nonprofit clients, which happens to be um, the father of Dwayne Wade, Dwayne Wade Sr., um, his father is, you know, such a unique person. 
he, you know, he could be sitting on some island somewhere just relaxing and, and not doing anything, but he has a foundation, ProPop Foundation. And, you know, oh, nice. and, I, and I've been working with him for the past um, three or four years. And, you know, he does a lot with the NBA dads. He has his own foundation. And then he also loves, give, you know, giving back. We, you know, during the pandemic, we were doing a uh, toy and food drive. So he's always, you know, trying to do a lot of stuff, but the most fun. And also it was probably, and it wasn't a huge, huge uh, event because it was very uh, tastefully done, but very um, small, intimate. I did a wedding for the dad who had gotten married uh, two and a half, almost three years ago in Venice, Italy. And oh, wow. that was uh, amazing. Um, That's just amazing. having to not just navigate through a wedding, that, whether it be in the United States and New York or, or, or California or Florida, um, this was a whole nother time zone, a whole nother language, a whole nother everything. And it turned out it was beautiful, beautifully done. It was in August in Venice, Italy. And, wow. you know, as a planner, I mean, as soon as I got off the plane onto a boat um, to the hotel, you know, I knew where I was going. And, I mean, I, you know, had really did a lot of research, and I knew everything, everything there is to know about Venice. And not only that, but, I mean, I, you know, first we were going to do it in the countryside, then we were going to do it in the city, but we wound up doing it by the beach. And a lot of people don't even know that, you know, everybody just thinks Venice is on water, but there's actually a beach area. And it was a beautiful hotel. Um, and, you know, they do actually, they do the Venice Film Festival at the same property. And wow, it was just gorgeous. And, you know, we coordinated transportation for guests to come over, the hotel, um, everything. And um, we then, and decor and, you know, entertainment. I mean, we had, you know, soloists. And I found this beautiful um, African-American uh, woman that sang at the wedding and um, DJ and, you know, menu. And it was just a spectacular event. And, you know, and it was really nice. And, you know, at the last minute, uh, well, his son was always coming and the boys and the little girl uh, wasn't born at the time, but, you know. And then at the last minute, uh, Gabrielle uh, Union, she came over with her entourage. It was really fun and, you know, had to make sure we had security and, you know, everything was uh, entailed. So it was a beautiful, beautiful event. So that was probably my favorite wedding. Um, and then I That sounds of, amazing. Oh, yeah. It was, it was just amazing. And then also, you know, I've done a lot of, you know, the wedding I'm actually working on right now, a beautiful bride, uh, Marquia, she's actually getting married. Uh, in October, and, you know, pulling out all stops, and she's from another city, uh, and it is a, the wedding will be in South Florida, so it had a lot of just different moving parts. Um, the groom is somewhere different, you know, so it was just a lot of, you know, coordinating. Um, so we're, we're having a lot of fun uh, with that. But it's just, you know, I think that um, with weddings, because you have to plan so far in advance, usually a year, um, nine months. I usually like planning no more than nine months to a year, Uh you know, I have not done that many, like, bar uh, mitzvahs, bat mitzvahs, because usually they'll start calling you two and a half years before the actual really? event. Yes, you know, that is like a wedding. It's like a wedding. And, um, you know, so I I tend to like, you know, a year or less. Um, I like okay. that. Uh, and I like, uh, I like to be, behind, like I said, behind the scenes and, you know, working with, um, you know, different folks and pulling them all together. So that has been... Um, you know, just some of the, the stories and great successes and, um, 
you know, but this year has been challenging, and I know you're probably going to get into that next, but, you mm-hmm. know, I can, I'll, I'll wait till you ask the questions, but this past year was a lot, you know, I'm sure for everybody. Yeah. It was, it was, and um, it, it kind of felt like we were in some movie, <laughs> like for me, like a weird science fiction movie, because I remember in December, you're hearing about COVID, and it mm-hmm. sounded like like it's something that's not going to affect us. And then I remember when it, everything just happened so quickly. And uh, February, mm-hmm. there was a case in, in, uh, out west. And then before you know it, like we're all wearing masks. There's like, uh, we, we couldn't go anywhere. And oh it, it, a lot of people lost their businesses. And, um, mm. you know, one of my questions is like, how has the pandemic affected your business being that, um, your business is really, you know, gathering and event planning. Uh, how oh, was that God. like for you? Yeah. I mean, I can't even tell you. This was, it was, it was a nightmare. And it was yeah. a dream because, you know, it's like, a, it was like, a. this has never, ever happened. I mean, it, what, 100 years ago, I think they said. Yeah. So, I mean, I, you know, trying to keep my daughters calm and, um, you know, and it's interesting because my two girls, well, one of them was supposed to graduate from undergrad from Boston College, uh, from college, uh-huh. and they had to postpone not once but twice for graduation. Uh-huh. So that was very difficult when you have, you know, um, someone that had, you know, worked, went to school for four years and really worked hard, and then, I'm yeah. sorry, you cannot do that final step. So uh-huh. that was difficult. Um and then plus, you know, just trying to, you know, calm them down and daughters, because I actually just quickly pivot, um, you know, like we always have to pivot through life, but I had lost my husband. He passed away about oh, um, eight, nine years ago. I mean, we were married for 22 beautiful, fabulous years, wow. you know. And um, so then to have to, you know, to dive and, and, and pivot and all that other stuff, you know, you just want to make sure, first of all, that your, your family is well. Secondly, like, what I learned this past year, even though before I was always planning, you know, everyone says you're supposed to save, have an emergency budget, emergency funds, emergency, emergency, six months, eight months. What does Susie Oman tell us? You know, Deborah Owens, um, you know, I, you know, she's the financial person who has helped me quite a bit. But you always want to, you know, always have a plan B, like I said, and just try to, you know, save some money because originally, I mean, it was like it's devastating when you're talking about just shutting. I mean, no one ever thinks that, how one uh, pandemic is going to affect so many different entities in our in our world, yeah. in our country, you know. So I was coming off a plane from All-Star Weekend because, um, again, we were doing, we did uh, an event in Chicago. And then, you know, like I remember um, having a, I was having the flu because I remember we also had the um, Super Bowl in Florida, if you remember, they, in Miami. Yeah, in yeah, I remember, yeah. So then after that, I, I got the flu, and I who knows what it was, but I thought it was flu. And I remember putting on a mask uh, when I was going to Chicago, but not wearing one coming back. So I guess I felt comfortable enough because I felt okay. Um, but then right after that, I had another, it was a Democratic convention, I'm sorry, Democratic uh, a fundraising gala. And that was the last event that I did, which was uh, the first of March, like very big, that first day of March or the something, the end of February. And and that's after that, everything was quickly shut down. So then I was supposed to be on a plane to Costa Rica to put together a, a personal party, then another wedding in December in Dubai. So I really started this, you know, I had just said that I wanted to start traveling more now that my girls were older and out of the house. I said, you know what, I yeah. really want to 
you know, get out of town. And I started, you know, somehow God just blessed me with, you know, planning these different out of town type events. Um, yeah, a really nice know. places to go. <laughs> yeah, I just came back too. I was also doing some stuff with the small business, um, and I wound up. I was in St. Croix, Puerto Rico, and um, St. Thomas um, just that past uh, fall. So I mean, I was really, and also Alabama. And, you know, I talk about that, but it was also Alabama and Florida. But um, you know, I just feel like you know, I it was really starting to happen, and then this comes. So yes, it was very difficult. It was like, what am I going to do? Um, how am I going to, you know, just bring money in and this and that. So what I did, I started with uh, Deborah Owens, who is a, she's an amazing financial coach. Um, mm-hmm. She basically, her goal is to uh, help a million black women be financially uh, sound and successful. And I started listening. I mean, she started doing these things every night, these calls and Zoom calls and Facebook Live, and we were, like, on a mission um, to just to really to not be depressed, to not get, you know, crazy. You know, but during the past, I really, really helped me with finding, um, you know, making sure that this will never happen again, getting all my ducks in in a row. And it was like a year. I've been still – I'm still working with her, and she's been amazing. But I also started doing, um, you know, Zoom call coordinating events. Um, I coordinated events through Zoom. I was actually speaking on different with different groups um, and just kind of like working really hard. But I also started to I launched another uh, product for my business. And that's something that I think will was very helpful because I'd already um, had the beginning stages of a um, of a business plan. So that helped me with working on my business plan and creating um, a paper good line of, 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 of uh, party party wear for um, people of color. So that's something that I now have that I've been paralleling with my business, and it's been amazing. So, um, you know, sometimes you have to just, you know, deep, dig deep down, find out what you can do, whatever you can do that's necessary, um, and bring income in the house. There were times where, you know, I really had to dig deep, but did some savings and had a rainy day. But what all I can say is moving forward, everybody needs to have at least a six-month you know, emergency, you know, fund that they can go to in case something happens. And, you know, for that, but we didn't believe it. And you really, now you could see how important it is. Um, yes. So, you know, and I, yeah, just try and, you, and also try to pivot and see what, you know, just makes you tick and see if you could just move on to uh, other careers, maybe things that you're doing that parallel and finding ways to, um, to make money, you know? Yeah. And I and I feel like the pandemic will forever change us. You know, like um, when you meet people who go through really tough times historically and you'll see them, like they went through a Great Depression and, you know, you might say, wow, they they reused their tea bags 10 million times or they, they you know, share a piece of paper towel. I think people who went through the pandemic, we will forever be changed. And I think one of the ways we'll look at it is that, like, we'll look at money differently. We'll look at... Um, you know, social gatherings differently. I, I just think that yeah. it's always going to be in the back of our mind because of what we went through this year. And But I am super excited about that party supply line. Oh, man. Oh, that yeah. it is, that uh, is amazing. Please tell us a little bit more about crazy. that. And, I know. It's so crazy. But just real quick, and who knew that we were going to have to ration toilet paper? Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, come on now. That is so, so crazy. But 
But yeah, no, I'm excited. Um, and you know, in the line of, it, and my product is uh, is called the Party Company International. So I took my name and just expanded it. But I just launched my first uh, line, and it was so amazing because I had my goal was to launch it in a year. Little did I know, and I said I was going to launch it during Juneteenth. And sure enough, um, I started putting products on Etsy, just on Etsy. And um, I launched um, party plates and a whole party set of plates, you know, um, napkin, forks, all that kind of stuff, a little kit that I put together along with trivia, Juneteenth trivia. And I launched oh, it just um, a month and a half ago. And who knew that they were going to make it a national holiday now, Juneteenth? It was so wow. So crazy. So, and to see everything, a thought in your head just come to fruition. And, you know, we started, we started, we got orders. Uh, we, you know, we didn't get a lot of orders, but, you know, the, the 15 orders that we got, guess what? Those were, you know, it was exciting just to start, you know, to see that people liked what we had. And then we're just going to expand from that point on, point on. But, you know, I had to hire designers and getting the design together and then, you know, fulfillment. So I'm still working on the back office and trying to get the pricing where I need it to be. But it was, it's exciting, exciting, you know. It is. And I mean, we, there is definitely a dearth of that in the marketplace of just having uh, party supplies that look like us, you know. Um, okay. So I'm excited about where that could go. I'm just thinking like pinatas and, well, you're the planner, you know, <laughs> all the oh, things that yeah. could come out of it. Yeah. That's exciting. Oh, definitely. You know, and, and the thing about it, when we think about, you know, and it's funny because when I was writing that proposal, I started the proposal, my business plan, before the pandemic. And then, you know, of course, when the whole, you know, Black Lives Matters, when George Floyd was killed, I was reading some of what I wrote. And it was really interesting because we talked about, you know, I was I talked about in the proposal about the browning of America and how so many and, and supplies and, and, and just um, just different things that were not thought of that we mm-hmm. needed. I mean, you know, growing up, my mom, you know, was even telling me how she had one black doll. And I was thinking to myself, wow, they didn't even, you know, we weren't even thought about to even from a standpoint of a child having a doll of color, you know. So mm-hmm. look where we've come and really creating our footprint and who we are and our patterns and our starting our businesses for us. I mean, that's how a lot of um, black, you know, entrepreneurs started their businesses because they realized there weren't enough, you know, books, you know, um, children's books that had children of color. And then, you know, we think about all aspects. So that's why it's so, you know, so amazing. And I'm so interested in, you know, helping other entrepreneurs as well, because I think that there's still so much more to go. We've done a lot, but there's so much. Yeah. And and it's a good business. Diversity helps everyone. Um, it does help everyone. You're so right. So true. It, it, it's, and it's good for the bottom line. Like, I, I'm just thinking of Peloton, for instance. I, I started using Peloton earlier this year, and I just videotaped one of uh, um, the classes I was doing, and it was like reggae. And I, and, I, and I said, like, this is why I like Peloton. Diversity works. Peloton yeah. is doing so well in the marketplace because it's diverse. You know, you, know, you see different uh, types of people. Um, working out with you, you see people who look like you working out with you. They're playing music that different types of music people may like, not just one type of music, and it's culturally relevant. And you see how it works. And you know, when companies think that they don't have to do that, look at the companies that are doing it, and they're successfully doing it. 
This episode of the Veranda Entrepreneur Podcast was brought to you by the Caribbean Bone Marrow Registry. The Caribbean Bone Marrow Registry is dedicated to helping those descended from the Caribbean region as well as Latin America and beyond in need of a transplant support. Please be sure to check out CaribbeanMarrow.org. Yeah, and it, and it makes a difference. And um, I'm just seeing my children who are, you know, my daughter's 13, um, my son is 9, and they're not surprised by just seeing, like, black dolls, black greeting cards, black Santas. Like, it's just, like, norm for them. And, you know, I still get excited. I'm like, oh, wow, black Santa. I have to go the black Santa. <laughs> And they're like, oh, okay, of course. You know, like they just kind of assume that there's going to be a black Santa. There's going to be a black doll. And it's just interesting to see how they're coming up in a time when they're used to having that option. Right, and I'm right, so right. surprised right. by that. That is, I mean, my, my daughters, I never forget, they thought, you know, because I grew up with Cinderella and it was Leslie and Warren. You know, they grew up with Brandy. And they're like, they didn't know any, they didn't know any, they didn't know that there was anybody else other than Brandy as Cinderella. And wow. they also had never been to the circus unless it was the soul circus. So their idea of circus was always soul circus. <laughs> it was always around, it would always come to town around my, one of my daughter's birthday. So they would always go and they always were like, wow, ma, this is great. You know, so you're right. I mean, it's like little things we don't even realize, you know. They yeah. Like having, and having some of them, like uh, the line I heard from Blackish, uh, the boys said, Oh, they, I, I knew it was a black president. Like, he didn't have, know anything other than, you know, uh, Barack Obama, uh, you know, as his president, you know, so. Right. Like, even amazing. when Kamala Harris was uh, uh, running, like, my mom, my daughter was like, yeah, she's going to she's gonna um, run, okay. It wasn't a big deal because she went through eight years of Barack Obama being president. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, she, mm-hmm. she was 11 years old at that time. So, like, in her eyes, she's like, yeah, of course, why not? You know, so it's, right, it's very right, interesting right. to see their perspective. Um, it is. It is. Up and, and diversity, you know, just just amazing. But, yeah. yeah. No, I am, you know, I just think that I'm so excited about what's to come and how they're going to progress. Um, you know, because, again, I mean, I've been around the block without giving my age away. But I do think that, you know, just I've just seen how much how things have progressed over the years. And um, I'm excited about their future, you know, my children, your children, you know. Yeah. And please let us know how to find your party supplies on Etsy and your website. Sure, sure, sure. Um, So if you go to everything is going to be from the party company. My The website is actually thepartyco.com. That's the website. And then um, when you go to, you know, Instagram, it's party, C-O, underscore, Inc. And that's for the service, you know, the service side of it. And then on the um, product side, it's uh, the party, C-O, I-N-T-L, abbreviation for, um, you know, international. Okay, cool. Yeah. So that's, you know, so that, that would probably be the best way because that'll take you right to, um, you know, to be able to purchase things. And then on, on Etsy, if you just, if you put in, believe it or not, I was really surprised, but if you put in June, at one point, if you put in Juneteenth, um, 
paper plates, automatically my site would come up. You know, oh, but it is awesome. called it, it is called uh, the Party Internet Party CO International on um, Etsy as well. And you know, because we're going to be launching designs throughout the summer and the fall, and you know, and and we're just excited. I mean, it's just an exciting time, and you know, just want to make sure everybody is aware of it. And uh, you know, I am. I'm. This is great. This is great. Thank you so much. Yeah. And before you go, we have our rapid fire questions, and it's just yeah for you to just say the first thing that comes to your head, just for our listeners to know a little bit about you. You ready? Yeah. Okay. Your coffee, coffee, but then sometimes tea. <laughs> <laughs> okay, a favorite vacation locale. My favorite vacation lo- place. It's gonna have to be uh, Italy now because after just going there, it was just beautiful. So I'm gonna say Italy. What do you love? I, I know you used to live in South. Well, you divide your time now, but what do you love about South Florida? You know what? The, probably the sunsets are just amazing, um, and you know, and just the beach. I love the beach, uh, so I'm going to say that that was probably the best, most best time, and also during the pandemic because I used to walk the beach because I couldn't do anything else, and that mm-hmm. that saved my sanity. You know, walking the beach mm-hmm. and just uh, Fort Lauderdale Beach. That was my jam right there, okay? Yeah, yeah. It's a special you place. Know, we actually met there at the beach, so you know. We did. We did. <laughs> you know, it's so funny. I love going to the beach, but I I need to go more often. I feel like I don't give mm-hmm. myself permission to do that as much as I should. But um, but every time I go, I'm like, why don't I come here more often, you know? But it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Oh, I know. And during the pandemic, let me tell you, that was the only, that was a big outing for me. That was it. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. That's when I was happy I lived here because I'm like, you know, everyone's locked down, but we could go bike riding, we could go to the beach, we could go walking. You know, the weather was good. We we were on lockdown, but it was still tolerable because of where we were, you know? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. All right. Um, Your favorite book? My favorite book that I'm actually reading right now because I, I have two things. Well, well, Cast is one of them that I haven't started yet. But my other one that I'm finally reading is called The Water Dancer. Hmm. And it's by an author. Last name is Coates. And his first name is, is outspelled as T-A-N-E-H-I-S-I, Coates. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard about that. Right. He was a writer for the Atlantic um, magazine. And he may still, he probably still writes for the Atlantic Magazine, but yeah, that is so far my favorite book. Cool. All right. And the last question is, if you can spend an afternoon on a veranda with anyone, who would it be? Oh, my word. It would have to be Oprah Winfrey. (laughs) Yeah. I still, I mean, she was coming to my dinner party. She would be the one. I'd love to uh, be able to spend time with her. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Suzanne, for joining us on the veranda. Thank you.